This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for or replacement of working with a mental or medical health professional. Welcome to Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva, where we inspire a movement towards breaking through societal norms, increasing awareness, and unhinging the taboo. Taboo Talk Time hosts guest experts from around the world in the mental and medical health fields who are passionate about making a difference in our society. Visit tabutalktime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, online couples courses, live couples retreats, and of course, our free podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Eva Brown, licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy specialist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Taboo Talk Time. I'm your host, Dr. Eva Brown, and I have a very sweet and loving guest who is a coach, and she is actually in Berlin, Germany, about to take amazing sabbatical around the world. Yay. And um, her name is Judy Godhart, right? And uh, we wanted to welcome you to the show, Judy. Thank you so much, Eva, for having me. It's such a pleasure being here. Yes. You know, it's interesting. I Every time I hear your voice, I always feel so relaxed and at, at, a, at ease. <laughs> um, so I could totally see how all of your coaching clients would totally fall into you and allow themselves to be held in the container that you provide for them. So super cool to have you on. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Oh my goodness. Me as well. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for this reflection, like falling into that. I take that. Yes. Yeah. Every time I watch your live videos, like I was telling you earlier, I do, I fall mm-hmm. into your live videos. And if you guys want to follow her on her Facebook page, she's pretty amazing. And then of course her website is judygoddardlifecoaching.com. She is a writer for Vogue. She is an IPEC graduate and she loves eating cake. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> yeah, I love it. She's really awesome. We're going to be talking about core frequency navigating the power of yourself. Oh my gosh, that's so strong, right? Mm, Navigating the power of yourself. So what are your suggestions or your thoughts about how to tap into your core frequency or your intuition and figure out how to navigate or harness the power of oneself? What are your thoughts about that, Judy, to open the conversation? Great question. Also, I mean, in general, core frequency, it's also pretty abstract, right? So, but core frequency, how I see it, is really like the power of who we truly are. We get told so many things through our our whole life, things that we should do, things that we should be, all these expectations, all these things that we, you know, all these like shoulds, shoulds, shoulds. And for me, core frequency is the state when all these things are falling in way and we are really embodying the true essence of who we truly, like truly are again. And it's like beyond this transcendent concept of, okay, let's, you know, go back to when we were young and, you know, just, um, like incorporate more, more of this again. It's more like this really truly, um, yeah, nature of embodiment of, of that. 
Yeah, um, it reminds me of the youth, right? Um, like when you're growing up and you have this creativity and all of this source energy inside yes. of you. Yes, exactly. And being um, able to tap into that, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's also it's so easy to, to say, okay, good, just tap into that again. But the thing is also that, I mean, during all our life, as you know, it's like we, we are shaped in a specific way. There are so many like patterns, so many like, as I call it, energetic infrastructure that we have in our being that is, yeah, just really this really rigid in ourselves. So the first part for me personally is always to first find out what this, this internal infrastructure is. What is this? Like just getting really, really clear around that and then release all these energetic blocks that are there, all these like little fragments that are frozen and that we have, have not available for the things that we really truly want in our life and just really release these things. Yeah, you mean the things that aren't serving us, right? Like maybe our negative self-talk or, you know, the mean girl inside of us or if you're judging yourself or if you're judging other people or whatever type of energy that's not serving yourself or the community. It's kind of like getting clear on that first and then allowing yourself to flow through it. Yes, but it's also, for example, when we experience um, trauma or just really like dramatic or like for, for our child self, just really impactful let's say events then it happens also that there's just energy kind of frozen in time i see what you're saying okay yeah and so to also like really release these these kind of 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 energies and bring all these things really in alignment with who we truly are again yeah right so if there's been trauma if there's been abuse if there's been mental Mm -hmm. physical abuse or trauma in even a sexual way whatever that is you already know what that is but it's the unburdening of that and then getting back to our true essence meaning that our trauma is not going to define us yes exactly and this also i mean this can be something like abuse but it also can be something like okay i got bullied at school and um there was maybe also only one time a really harsh comment that really is sticking still Yes, yes, like the I'm not good enough thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting because I would say that one of my own interpretations growing up um, when I played sports was always trying to like impress my dad, right? Yeah. I was trying to um, make him proud of me, right? And so his internal clock was, you know, we can always do better. You can always do better. Mm. So every time I would walk off the field, the way that he would motivate me is he would say to me, "Um, Eva, you know, you did great with this, but you could do this better. Right. And he thought that he was motivating me and inspiring me and he was motivating me. But what I really wanted was not necessarily to get better at the game for myself, but to get better at the game to get to make my dad proud. Right. Um, And so that idea has stuck with me. Like the interpretation that I made was, I guess I could do better. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means maybe I'm not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I interpreted that as as a very young girl. And I also had uh, insecurities and, you know, I would say, you know, self-esteem, you know, um, issues, I guess you could call them, whatever you want to call them, uh, in terms of the energetic process. And so it's interesting because you're talking about 
you know, letting those stories go. And I believe that I have let those stories go because I'm aware of them and I manage them and I keep them in the forefront of my mind so they don't take over. But I do find that letting the energy of, for example, a situation like that um, is, is sometimes follows you here and there. Do you find that to be the case in the work that you do? Oh, my goodness. Definitely, definitely. And yes, I can also so relate to what you were saying. And then afterwards, after having experienced this, we are wondering like, oh, I'm a high achiever. <laughs> Why, why, yeah. why am I in the habit of always wanting to prove myself? Um, and it's so, mm -hmm. it's so funny also how like um, there's like one point and it's like um, with, with roots, you know, it's just like going so deep and in so many different directions. Then just when we follow this one maybe trigger or this one aspect that's at the forefront, then we can track it down to something totally different maybe. And so, yeah, just something where we are not even that much aware of. I, I, find, I find it so fascinating. Yes, um, it is fascinating. You know, even when you're aware of it, how sometimes it can still creep up as a habit or a way of managing your life, right? So it's, it's being consciously aware of what your old energy brought to stay in the presence of the new energy, supposedly. Yes. And also I have to say that for me personally, it never like was that um, impactful to like only have it in my awareness. Somehow for me, it was always really necessary to transmute it and to really transform the energy behind it and yeah. to like go there and like do different like through tools and techniques, like integrate this part of the energy. Very nice. Uh, and how did you do that, Judy? Um, actually, like that's a, that's a yeah, longer process, but to break it down, it's one thing to really like dive in the emotions. And even if it's like really, really hurtful, but just go there. And one thing is that what happens then, which is a bit tricky, like when, uh, when we're doing this on our own, that our mind, of course, don't want to go there. And then there are always like these diffusive uh, tactics, for example, falling asleep or, <laughs> right. or just these the things that's like, preventing us from really going to the actual cause. But when we are there and we are experiencing the, um, the feelings and, um, and are then able to, um, to integrate basically the child self that's still there. Yes. Um, and to, um, to take care of this, take care of this need that's not met in whatever um, scenario it was. Yeah. Then like, so much happens so much very cool i see what you're saying yeah so if you want to transmute the energy of a situation put yourself in a situation where you can transform that energy and make it a new experience mm -hmm. basically yeah very nice yes so going back to core frequency and navigating the power of yourself so let's say you know the idea is to tap into Whatever, whatever energy that is not serving you and um, live through that, right? Mm -hmm. and, so, and so where do people go after that? What's, what's the aftermath of breaking through those energies and unblocking yourself? Actually, I'm a high believer in really anchoring in the vision first because <laughs> what I find is first is more fun. Um, second, yeah. you really need this strong pull into a positive direction or like, in you know, to have this drive and the desire and mm -hmm. to give it form. 
um, kind of just direction. And so first anchoring in where we truly want to be, like what is it that we want and anchoring, even if it's something that, that changes afterwards, but really getting, um, getting a strong imprint from that. Then afterwards going into, okay, these are the energetics that are clearly in the way <laughs> that are clearly not serving where I want to go right now. Then going sometimes into the depths of, okay, there's a, there's something where I have to integrate some energy or, you know, just this kind of work, but always with the, with the solution focused approach. Yes, and yeah. then also, of course, shaping your in, internal um, architecture and infrastructure where like energy can run through. Yes. I like that. So using the concept of negation, or the philosophy of negation to your advantage, meaning that whatever you focus on, you create, right? So yeah. if you're going to say, I'm not going to think about my ex-boyfriend, I'm not going to think about my ex-boyfriend or my ex-girlfriend, what, what's going to happen? The mind is going to tell itself to think about the ex or the, the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, right? So whatever you tell your mind to do or not to do is going to focus on it. So the idea is to create more of a solution-focused perspective, meaning what, did it, what is it that I do want, right? Asking mm-hmm. yourself that question, getting some clarity on it, and then going back to the negative narrative or script that's not serving and saying, okay, how am I going to integrate that in the physical, mental, and spiritual realm of you know, my, my body, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you phrased it perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yes, so going into a space where you can really find out what is it that you want. You know, it's interesting. So many of my clients and and couples, when I ask them that question, the answer that I that I usually get is I don't know. I just know what I don't want. Yeah. Right. And so the idea is is that they're in this mindset of complaining, complaining without getting to a place of finding a solution for whatever reason, whatever life experiences have led them there. But then when we start to orient the conversation to a solution-focused or what-I-want type of mentality, it's interesting how little, little miracles start showing up for them because they're paying attention. Yes, and also, like, why should they want to change if there is no like perspective. That's true. Yeah. You need perspective in order to want to change. If you don't know what you want and you don't have a perspective on that, then changing is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So tapping into the core frequency and navigating the power of yourself is first by acknowledging that it's there, accepting it, moving towards it, and then transmuting that into mm-hmm. a what you want yes very nice very nice is there any other thoughts that you have that are coming into your mind right now judy um do you mean in terms of what core frequency is or does or what specific yeah Yeah, i like that let's do let's go there Mm -hmm. um well for me core frequency is basically the embodied place within ourselves where it's just like eternal stillness and rest and peace. So 
what we all know from our, and honestly, I mean, I was exactly the same. So my thoughts were always running. <laughs> I, I felt so restless. I was coping through like, honestly, when I was younger, like a lot of alcohol, smoking, food, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, like I had so many different tools, but this core frequency for me is really breaking through all these mechanisms in a really loving way and embodying this still eternal space within ourselves and embodying that. So it's kind of a stillness in motion. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because even when you're living your purpose and you're living your passion, you know, sometimes the drive of the person, the purpose and the passion can change and it can transmute into something different. And sometimes noticing that change or that difference is so minute that you might even not realize that your passion or purpose might be shifting or changing or transmuting in some way. And sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you're like, is this really what I want to be doing? Right? Yeah. And sometimes you have to kind of check back in with yourself and figure out um, in that moment when you're still with yourself, just allowing yourself to invite yourself into the process of being in your core frequency, so to speak, meaning I'm going to tap into that and figure out what it is that my body, mind, and soul needs today. Yes, totally. And I mean, we are always like evolving and always growing. And I think that our purpose also equally to that is like shifting from, you know, I mean, not not necessarily minute to minute, but (laughs) um, at least to some degree. And hmm? yeah, I was going to say, you know, it might even be a good practice to do daily, right? It's interesting because as we're talking about this, it's kind of a new thought process, but and I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. It's interesting because you said, you know, obviously you don't want to do it minute to minute, right? Because that would be the definition of insanity, I think. Um, but the idea that, um, I, but the idea that you can say every day to yourself, what does my mind, my body, my spirit, and my soul need right now? I mean, I'd say that's a really great practice. It's interesting because I just thought about it, popped into my mind. I think I might start that practice, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I do it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what does my body, my mind, my soul need? Because sometimes we neglect that, right? And we're not paying attention to that. And that's how our core frequency, I think, can really start to get out of alignment. Right, Judy? Mm, my goodness, yes. And also like what... Um it, it so reminds me um, like what you were saying on this cont- we try to control everything so much mm-hmm. like it's it's this uh, force mm-hmm. that, we are, that we are bringing for, into into so many like situations when it's just not necessary at all and I found that mm-hmm. for example because we just had it with like this minute to minute adjustment of like where it is that we really want to go and all these, these things mm-hmm. um the moment when we don't think about all these things, but we are really truly able to just follow our intuition through following our guidance system, which is basically just knowing our emotions and following them. Um, mm-hmm. The moment there is like no 
control and there's no force there's no restlessness and no exhaustion so yeah it happens also naturally to really adjust ourselves on a minute-to-minute basis in fact when we are able to be an embodiment of the core frequency when we are in our center and just really following ourselves yes i love that and to define it even more and give an example, you know, right now I'm working on the the first communication and intimacy e-course mm-hmm. right now that's, you know, research-based, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, when I first started this project, I was super amped up, super excited about it and still am today. However, lately, since I've been doing the tech version and doing all the audio voiceovers, especially with the moon cycles, like I've noticed that mm-hmm. when the moon goes dark, I go dark. And when the moon's alive and like in a full moon, that's when I'm like at my best, right? So it's interesting how I started just kind of going along with the moon cycles and my own cycle and really paying attention to my energy and what it is that I need. Because Mm -hmm. I find that when my energy, even though my it's my passion and my purpose, but I find that when my energy is not where I need to be for myself, that the transmission of my passion and my energy through the audio that I'm doing for the the course, right, is not coming through how I really want it to come through, meaning that I know that I'm off, right? Meaning Mm -hmm. that my body or my mind or my soul, that something's missing and I'm not taking care of myself in the way that I might need to, right? Yes. So sometimes it's, it's saying to yourself, even though you might have a deadline, right? This idea of control that Judy's talking about, even though you might have a deadline or this idea that I want to get this done, 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 and really are full blown into that masculine uh, or a masculinity energy, right? Sometimes you just need to step into that feminine energy and just be still with your mind in order to get into tap back into that core frequency, right? Yes, and it's amazing that you brought it up with like this feminine, uh, feminine, oh my goodness, feminine and masculine energy and like really like tuning into yourself. It's, I'm, I'm curious, maybe you also have some, um, some observations around that, but for me, it seems like more and more like people in general are really tuning into their systems again, which is amazing. And it's just also like I started hosting moon cycles because like there were so many women interested and yeah. okay, can we come together and kind of connect to our original magic? Mm, I love amazing? that. I love that. And also what you said, I mean, we are our, I mean, most valuable thing. Like we are our, our most valuable asset. And so of course, like even when we are doing something that's fueled by our purpose, it, everything gets filtered through us. And if our filter is not clear, but dirty, like how should the work that we are putting out there be pure in nature? It isn't. That's, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that works out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what I've decided to do, because, you know, today was going to be my work day. I decided to step fully into my feminine energy wow. after, yeah. yeah, after my podcast with you today. Um, because, you know, I know that I want to come through with the most authenticity and the most truest form of who I embody, right? And so when I know that I need to take time off or whatever the case is and tap into that core frequency, I know that when I come back, it's it's a whole different feeling for me. So, Oh my goodness, yes. So what are your like tools to get into your feminine? 
You know, that's an interesting question. I'm kind of first really learning about my feminine side, really, and mm-hmm. my masculine side and, and realizing the purpose of my masculine side or what was the purpose of my masculine side. Um, and then what was the purpose of my feminine side? I would say that I'm still getting to know them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also making different choices about what what does it mean for me to step into that feminine energy and what does it mean to me to step into that masculine energy? Because if you asked me uh, five years ago, it would probably be more about approval from others or, um, you know, not giving myself my own approval or my own acknowledgement, you know, those types of things where now it's transmuted into, you know, honoring myself and stepping into what, my intuition is and not having to ask others for their opinion and be being really dependent on my own voice. Mm. You know, I, I would say that that's a big part of my feminine um, realizations lately anyway. Mm, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, the, the, the topic um, of our, the, the um, father's, well, I'm wounding, but you know, our experiences with the father, isn't it incredible how especially women tend to um, deny their female um, roots often, especially yeah. in the dynamic of one father where we want to win his approval or his love. Mm-hmm. And then this also equals that we have to deny somehow our really female qualities because we are getting so much into this overachieving state. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's not enough time for just rest and peace of mind. And that's where all my creativity is, uh, actually. Yes. Uh, my creativity and my passion and even my sexuality. Yeah. Very much um, in my feminine nature, yeah. which which when, when I do tap into it, I find my sexuality even uh, with my husband or within myself is much more present, much more aligned and um, more receiving, yeah. Um, which is, is very different than the masculine, which is more giving, more action-oriented, more, um, more in control, right? Um, so there's all these different thought processes that go into that for me in terms of navigating the masculine and the feminine. But uh, you know, we could probably have this conversation for hours, to be honest, right? I mean, there's so many facets to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also really have to stop myself right now because it's so fascinating what you're saying. I always want to <laughs> ask <laughs> question. I know, it's awesome. So how about for you in terms of navigating your masculine and feminine energy? How does that play out for you? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, it was definitely like a journey. So also like for me, I always just wanted to have the approval of my fathers, of others, and basically just love. So what I really craved when I was young, was love and connection. That's, I mean, like we all do, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, I was always like bullied at school and like I, I was always the, the girl who was in the corner doing some, some, you know, just some uh, Game Boy things. Yeah. And at some point I decided it's not the person who I want to be. So yeah. I took a journal actually and wrote down all the different qualities within myself, within my character that are not matching with the person who could get 
loved from his father, uh, from her father, from the peers, from the other people. And so for me, my standard for that was woke because in my mind to the time, I was like, okay, where, where do I have to work? What do I have to do so that I can get appreciation? Can't yeah. wear equals love. And so right. for me to that time, it was like woke. And so then also I wrote in my journal, I actually just found it again, um, all the qualities that I need to adopt, all these things that I need to take on as, as something from myself. And it was so interesting because to that time, I consciously decided to, to deny my character and I chose to do everything from will. Only because I, as soon as I think it, I can do it. That was what I believe. And I still believe it to some degree. But it's right from this moment on, I get in, got into the habit of, you know, everything is just, you know, possible through force. It's just possible through achieving. And I totally denied all my female aspects. Yes. And, yes. That's interesting. Or, or, we're aligned in that way, but I think many women are because, you know, patriarchy is alive and well in our, in our society as well. So we're informed by that as well. Right. Yeah, totally. You know, how are we going to fit in? How are we going to have a purpose, you know, as women, right? How can we get acknowledgement? How can we get love? How can we make a difference for people? Right. All those questions that we have to ask, you know, sometimes I think sometimes many women feel that they have to change who they are in order to do that, but it's so, it's so much the opposite, really, you know? Yes, absolutely. All you have to do is just get in your own essence or your own core frequency. And then you're, you're there in a different way than everyone else is, you know? So easy. <laughs> yeah. So easy. And so hard at the same time. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yes. I love that. Well, Judy, I really love this conversation and I would love to have you back on the podcast. Maybe we can talk about uh, something else that's, you know, you're working on. Um, I really love your presence and I think a lot of the listeners are really going to appreciate you as well. Yes, it's so much fun. Thank you so, so much. And of course, I would be so up for that. Also, like with all these like amazing topics that we just touched on. Yes, I know. I love that. So core frequency, navigating the power of yourself with Judy Godhard. So amazing to have you on today. For everybody that that is listening right now, we both appreciate your listenership and invite you to step into your your feminine and masculine energies and really be conscious and mindful of what type of life you want to live mm-hmm. and make sure that you're living that life, right? Because we only have one. And, um, you know, definitely check us out on our Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva Facebook page. We also do lives with a lot of really other awesome coaches and mental health professionals some medical health professionals were on our podcast and you know we always launch all of our new podcasts on the Facebook page as well so I hope to see you guys there mm. and um, please share with your friends and family and Judy once again thank you so much um, I know that you have some giveaways for some of our listeners right a, a free calibration session can you tell them a little bit more about that uh, yes exactly so for all who just listen, I would love to um, invite you for a um, calibration session, which is basically just what we've discussed or what we, what we briefly touched is this really going into the vision, getting clear 
what are the challenges and then you at least have a um, roadmap how to or what to do and how to break through all these like little little things and align yourself back to who you truly are again it's not a totally coaching session but at least it gives a framework for that Yes, and I think this podcast really allowed for some of that framework to come to get into fruition, which is nice. And uh, you also have a core frequency eight-week program too, correct? Yes, exactly. It starts in February the 22nd, and there are still two spots available. So if you can call. So what does that entail? Is it like a once a week call or a weekly call? How does it work? Thank you for asking. Um, It's like a once... Uh, one call per week, uh, okay. which is more like a um, yeah a longer group call. And there's also one Q and A, and there's also a Facebook community, of course, where I just share resources, where they have the community, where I also answer questions, so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's really um, yeah, like let's say it's a course that packages ten years of what I went through in like two months, even though of course it's not possible, but at least the quintessence of it. And yeah. it's like all these like tools that I use to um really center myself back into who I truly am again and let all these other things like fall apart. Yes, that's wonderful. I love that. Yes. And she's gonna be traveling around the world soon, guys. So you're gonna have the benefit of all of that amazing energy <laughs> uh, that she's gonna be able to tap into yes. and That's going to be wonderful for you. So she has two spots open if you guys want to take advantage. She is super amazing and and very, very different than than most people that I've had the opportunity to meet, meaning that she's just so uh, centered and relaxed and it's wonderful. So uh, check out her videos online too. Um, you know, she also, she does some great videos and just some nice coaching sessions in which she asks, you know, in which she answers questions that you might have, which are really helpful. So again, thank you, Judy. And, um, I guess we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Taboo Talk Time. Bye everyone. Thank you for joining the Taboo Talk Time movement. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our fun, free, and informative podcast. And of course, don't forget to share us with your friends. Visit TabooTalkTime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, private intensives, as well as her online couples courses and live couples retreats. As always, we appreciate your listenership and can't wait to share all of our new up-and-coming Taboo Talk Time podcasts with you. See you next time.